0: All right, action. Mate, I've, I've, I've lost it all. I've absolutely, you should have stuck to the boxing. I've lost, what were you doing?
1: Mate, there's no guarantees with this. Yeah, uh, at the end of the day, you're an adult. You're responsible for your own money. I absolutely nailed it with the boxing. You, you should have just stuck with that.
0: <sighs> mystic Mac, more like mystic crap.
1: I've got nothing left! I've got nothing left! <laughs> Welcome back to Punch Drunk 5 fans. So we have uh, an absolutely stacked card to go through. We had the uh, boxing it with is. Galahad versus Jezza. Uh, and then obviously we had the big uh, main event with the UFC. Uh, our boy Derek Lewis fighting Cyril Gann um, your boy my boy my boy uh, so get yourself strapped in guys because this one uh, is absolutely stacked and uh, we're returning with Creme of the Crap there we are
0: so Zone, match room in in the garden in Eddie Hearn's gar- well in Barry Hearn's garden it's not a garden is it <laughs> I mean it literally isn't a mansion's yeah. grounds for want of a better word mm. to be fair even outside of the, the boxing and, and everything else and I know I know people hate Hearn if I lived in that house I'd be a proper prick
1: I mean I love Hearn for one I just want to put that out on the record <laughs> yeah. there I know people don't like him I love the guy um, I, I'm actually halfway through putting up the ring in my back garden Yeah, uh, just waiting for some sponsorship so if, if, if there's anyone listening you want to get in the fight game let me know um, and you know, we'll get some scraps on the way
0: why not? Just hang around the uh, Weatherspoons car park, mate. See if you can uh, see if you can grab something. Well, I mean, to be fair, see if you can grab Bennett yeah. or uh, or Alan, Alan Babich. I'm sure they'll be out there out there winging it. What did you think?
1: Well, interesting. So yeah you, you mentioned Babich and Bennett. I suppose we'll, that's where we'll start. Um, crazy. <laughs> uh, and, and all out I mean it started off as a war and then slowly became you know your two uncles who have had too much to drink at a family party and have yeah. had a bit of an argument um, which is what I expect now from all the Babbage fights yeah.
0: Um,
1: yeah I mean I mentioned it to you to you earlier he is literally just a slimmer butter bean yeah uh, fights exactly the same way and it's just haymakers and power punchers on repeat
0: yeah the thing about Babich, everyone said, is he too small? Is he too small? And this was the first time he's fought versus a big boy. And you know, Bennett only had the one knockout, but he was, you know, six foot five. He, yeah. Make mints me of us. So it was interesting to see that he did wing in some big, big, big shots, and he just stayed there. And like you said, when we got to round two and a half, three, four, five, even into into six, it was like you know them those videos you get of the two grandpas in in the um, retirement home like yeah. punching each other and it it was so slow and it was clearly the way better boxer but yeah it's just one it's gonna be for my last in it
1: I think one of the it's not it wasn't a criticism but one of the um one of the things that people have started to, um, and, and some of the pundits were saying about Babich is even though, and it's crazy to say this because he's got hundred percent KO ratio, yeah. which again, I mean, I know I don't want to, I don't want to but a, a large part of that is down to the opposition as well. Yeah, yeah. he is, he is a heavy cruiserweight, I think, um, and you know we were talking about some of the heavier guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, he obviously has decent power. Yeah but does he have true heavyweight power
0: yeah i don't think he does and i mean it's something i haven't thought about but you're exactly right he's he's coming in at 6 foot 1 i mean let's put it in perspective 6 foot 1 he came in at 15 stone mm. he the cruiserweight limit and bear in mind he won't have cut weight or anything cuz he didn't have to the cruiserweight limit's 14 stone 4 david hay is 6 foot 3 and was the unified cruiserweight champion yeah it is absolutely in his wheelhouse he didn't He didn't really want to be a fighter did he i don't know if you saw the the interview at the side of the cage with dillian white where he said he got him in for sparring had one round and then he was like are you gonna send me home and he's like no that was a war why would i send you home he's like oh that's what people normally do i get sent home i'm probably gonna call it a day soon He's like, why would you call it a day you're class of fighting you just had a war with me and you know i'm a whatever level fighter go get your license we'll get you some fights and you know, he's undefeated since. So I do like his story. I do like the idea of the fact he's just going to go in there and and, and and do wars but I think you're right. I think outside of, I can't even say it without nearly throwing up in my mouth, Bridgeaway, the WBC's newest cash mm. grab
1: He's got a be cruiserweight, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's definitely... I mean, he could see some success at cruiserweight as well. He's got a really good chin. Mm-hmm. He's obviously got decent hands in terms of power. Not heavyweight power, but I think he would be a problem for some of the cruiserweights. I think there is an avenue for him to him and Dillian White to go down. I don't think... And again, it sounds crazy. I mean, 100% KO ratio, undefeated at the moment. Um, but I don't think he's going to be a legitimate top 10 contender and he's going to be worrying that the likes yeah. of the boxers in there. But if he can market himself in a way where, and exactly how Butterbean did, where he's just fighting these crazy, entertaining fights. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sloppy you know, Super Bowls. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he does some cross-promotional stuff. There is an avenue for him. I just don't think it's, you know, genuine boxing, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Just lean into that, that savage and just... Give it wars. Yeah. Maybe start giving some YouTubers some shit. It'll make some money if yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. fighting some of them. Yeah,
1: exactly, yeah.
0: Maybe, maybe Jake Paul can, uh, can give can him fight a
1: fight Greg Hardy from from the UFC. If he gets dropped, that would be a great fight. I'd pay for that. Yeah. I'd pay yeah. for that. Yeah. To be fair, that wouldn't actually be a bad fight. I suppose in terms of analysing the fight, there isn't really... If you've seen a Babbage fight before, mm. it's very similar. I think the only difference is uh, Bennett um, had a decent chin.
0: Yeah, you know what? He did throw some good combos for a guy that that literally just wings and hooks. There was and you know he, he did that. Um, Mike Tyson, you know, hooked to the body, uppercut a couple of times, and you know some decent stuff in there. He was changing pace, but like you say, it was it was just the same thing as always, except for it was a bigger guy that took longer. He absolutely gassed out. Yeah, but. Loved it. I was absolutely edge of my seat, cheering. Go on, Babbage. Yeah. And then afterwards, Lady Babbage says yes to him. Yes, down on one knee. Why wouldn't you? What a man! Um, but no, I think
1: from the first three rounds, really excellent. And then from there, fourth round onwards, it was literally like watching um, people for you know inside of Weatherspoon's fighting.
0: Yeah. To be fair, I think Over you would be pint. generous for the for the first three. I mean, two and a quarter. <laughs> then he slows, but I loved it. I want to see more of it. It was a little run of decent fights, to be fair on on the card. I didn't go in with the highest expectations. No, just because there weren't a whole heap of names. There weren't. that was proper pressed on that one. There weren't a whole heap of names <laughs> on that card. But uh, going from that into Wardley Nick Webb, yeah, that on paper could have been a, a sloppy. Great fight. My thought process coming in is we all know Nick Webb's a bit chinny. Fabio Wardley isn't the most polished. I don't want to say he got rocked in his last fight, but he certainly Mm. took one on the chops, wasn't winning, and when he took one on the chops, come swinging, and off the back of that, you know, stop the guy. So I was thinking this could be a proper war.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's he's only 26, he's still a young guy. He is, Um, yeah. And and obviously Nick Webb kind of on the other on the other end of that. Not old, but you know thirty three. Um, he's fighting a guy. You know, Wildly's fighting a guy who has more experience than him. Um, you know, I suppose Nick Webb has. I think he's lost three times now with the yeah. with this loss as well. So, you know, sometimes that can be a little boost because he's been he's had that experience, and that's one thing that pre-fight he was saying that. You know, I am the more experienced fighter.
0: He was on a on a bit of a run as well. I mean, don't forget he got. Put to sleep by uh, Dave Allen, yes. White Rhino, which if you follow him on uh, Instagram, you would mm-hmm. see two, three times a week. You know, it's a great knockout. Dave loves it, but he was on that four win streak from there, and Woodley chased him. He's been badgering on social media trying to trying to get him in there. Yes, yeah. it, it was it was a good, good thirty five seconds. I think.
1: Yeah, I, I mean. It had, a, it had a lot in it for one round, I yeah. think. Um, Nick Webb started off really well. He was really aggressive to the centre of the ring, leading with the jab, a couple of one-twos. And th- th- there were points where you thought, okay, if you can carry this on, yeah. this you know it could be quite a fairly dominant fight. Um, in actuality, what ended up happening was it, it kind of woke Wardley up. And, and he said this post-fight, he said, yeah. I just thought I'd start swinging. I knew it was risky, but I knew if I could catch him, then it, it'd be game over. And and that is what yeah. happened, basically. And... Um, as soon as Wardley upped the tempo, up the power punches, mm-hmm. um, just couldn't hang with him.
0: No, exactly, exactly. And again, another fighter, Wardley is young, he is also training out of the uh, white camp, mm-hmm. so he's going to get some quality, quality sparring.
1: Well, it depends, doesn't it? Because if he's wearing that hat, the bucket hat, he's not going to be able to see him, is he? <laughs> he's not going to be able to coach him, is
0: he? He gets extra roadman powers when he wears that hat. <laughs> that extra street fighting yeah, ten, uh, ten power. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but you know, if if you're gonna be fighting out of any camp that you think for a guy who, like you said, then he thought I had to start swinging because uh, I've taken one. Outside of maybe Derek Chisora, Dillian White's probably the only other person in the UK that's got that grit digging style. Yeah, I don't necessarily think he should lean into that. You know, he's six foot five quite an athletic bloke. He could probably get some decent fundamentals and grow into it. I wouldn't want to rush him. He is ranked 8. Well, I say ranked 8. If we go off box rec, he's ranked 8 in the UK, which is quite high up there. You know, early 30s in the world rankings.
1: Yeah. There's some big fights coming up. Yeah,
0: Webb was a a good domestic one. There is some decent fights for him. If he hadn't retired, I'd be saying, and I'd, I'm not saying on retire, but your David Price, something ar- around that level will be yeah. something that you'd be looking for Great next. Great way to,
1: to really make a statement and get into yeah yeah in, in, into those top rankings. I think he started slow against Webb. Uh, that was his main issue there. He was a little bit. He seemed a little he bit
0: hesitant. Did his last fight, those exact same yeah. thing. It's almost like he knows he's got. He came to the spotlight. He doesn't have the same fundamentals, but what he does has he, he's good at. And it's almost like he hits the point where he's getting hurt or getting shots landed on him, and he just goes, "Fuck right, okay, let's throw some punches." Yeah, and he can bang. So yeah, you know, yeah. it's worked for him, worked for him twice. Yeah, maybe there's a future between him him and Babic. I doubt it. They're in the same camp, but you know, what be a good fight.
1: So I think we know we've mentioned what's next for Wardley. Obviously, uh, hopefully another big domestic clash. Mm-hmm. Maybe against Price. Who knows? Um, but what about what about Webb?
0: The only fight I can see, I say the only fight I can see, last time he lost, he's fought versus three, four people. Let's mm-hmm. that's, that's, be honest, we've not really heard of. They are journeymen, but he's beat them. So he could always go that route. He's always going to get work. He is a bit of a, a domestic name. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's a gatekeeper. So, you know, when people are up and coming, he will be able to step in so long as he's healthy. Mm-hmm. If I were him, I'd try and get a couple of uh, wins under his belt. Mm hmm for the rematch versus Dave Allen Dave Allen's been out of the ring for a while he's making his comeback a little bit later on this year Mm -hmm. you know it's going to take him a little bit to get in shape he obviously hates the fact that he was knocked out sparks yeah the chances of him getting balled out like that again with Hollywood over you know overhand right like he did probably slim it'd be a decent fight yeah I'd still favour Allen
1: it's an easy, I suppose. It's an easy one to promote as well, isn't it? You know, there's a bit of bad blood there now, especially with the the yeah, knockout. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I can see that. That's a good shout. We'll go with that.
0: Yeah.
1: I suppose we should move on. We'll go to um, our main event from uh, from the um, matchroom HQ. Yeah. Which was Kid Galahad. Yeah, Barry. Versus Jazza Dickens, um, two of the best names in boxing. <laughs> and I mean, the names. Yeah. Um, Decent fight, especially if you're a kid Galahad fan, uh, fan, not so much if you're, if you're a Jazza fan.
0: Yeah. You know what? I was absolutely blown away by the amount of people who were tipping Jazzer Dickens going mm. into this. We put Pole up, he'd come out the favourite going into yeah. it, more people did. The amount of people, even just down to when the scene Galahad on the scale saying he looked gaunt, he looked drained, or I think. You know, Jazz will get to him later on. Different fight than the first fight, which it was. But I mean, Kid Galahad. If you actually look at his record, twenty-eight and one, and that one was an absolute farce of a robbery, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Where he should have won the yeah. belt. He's undefeated. He's not looked bad in any fight since. I don't get what people were looking at where they thought that Dickens was going to win.
1: I think it's that old kind of mentality where. People fall in love with the, underdog. you know, yeah, everybody true. wants the underdog to win, yeah. and it was a nice story. I think, you know, especially in the build-up in the promo, I think people—I would not say fell in love with him, but I, I think people re- could relate yeah. to to his story, and obviously, you know, the fact that he did go on that little run. Um,
0: he did, he did. It's strange because for a thirty-year-old, mm. he seems a lot longer in the tooth.
1: Yeah, I mean it's funny because when I was watching, when obviously when I was watching the fight, they were mentioning his age. You know, he's not got, quite, got you know, they were saying he's not quite got the speed anymore. He's, you know, he's getting on. He's thinking, well, thirty isn't too old. And Kid Galahad's thirty-one. So, and and again, the speed was there for, for Galahad. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not. I think I think I think what he's doing now is he's picking his shots a little bit more. And unfortunately. It, it, the accuracy wasn't there and I think Galahad's defence was decent as well. Yeah. I he was just able to pick him off.
0: I think credit to, to Galahad as well. The fight that I'll keep saying was was a robbery. His issue versus uh, Warrington was that he was back foot counter punching and for me he was landing the cleaner shots but he wasn't aggressive enough to win some of the old school judges that weren't seeing yeah. the clean shots that were just seeing the forward action from Warrington that wasn't landing, it was almost as if that lit a fire in him, and the whole fight he seemed to be going forward, putting it on him, landing some decent shots, like you say, his defence, he comes from the Winkerbank gym, Every, you know, Naz, Brooke, yeah. you know, all of those fighters, uh, the fighters, have got that kind of semi flayed Mayweather, elusive, like, slip shot defence yeah. that, you know, you can see a, a Winkerbite Bank fighter just by watching him. but it i don't want to say it was a mismatch because it was um uk one versus five if you're looking in the ibf it was two and three sorry one and three two was vacant yeah but it looked in physically in the ring it looked like a mismatch
1: yeah absolutely i think um i think dickens is well, you know, is now especially a fantastic domestic fighter. Yeah, you know, within the UK scene, I think I know. I know this was a domestic fight, but I think Kid Galahad is on, is on an elite, world class level yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that is not to take any, anything away from Dickens because I think he's a great fighter. Mm-hmm. He's just not world class. No, and you could see that disparity in the ring.
0: Yeah, and you know what? He's a scouser. Scousers stick with scouser. Scousers stick him in Liverpool. He's always going to sell. Yeah he's always going to sell 100%. I mean Galahad like you said world level for me he beat Warrington he's picked up this belt now. Yeah. He was saying that he wanted to unify. It was actually it was, it was quite nice because obviously um the late great Brendan Ingle passed away. It was last year and this is the last fighter that he trained so it's the last champion that he he has made and obviously yeah. he's made a lot of champions but he was saying I want to unify, not for me. Mm. I want to take his legacy and show that he's made, you know, a multi yes, uni- unified champion. Yeah. And I almost feel like when people aren't fighting for themselves or they aren't fighting for money, they're fighting for something else. Mm. It gives them that extra level, bit like Khabib with his dad. He wasn't fighting yeah. for him; he was fighting to prove his dad's fighting style. It's one you know, it's- the,
1: sorry, one of the best boxers of all time, Mike Tyson. Yeah, you know when he fought when he was fighting for, of uh, course, yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, and then
1: uh, again, a completely different, not a different fighter, but he he had that completely different mindset and different attitude when when obviously uh, when he died. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hundred percent, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I think Kid Galahad though, as uh, you know, I don't think we're going to see that. He's, you know that massive change. He's thirty-one now, very experienced. He's at obviously at an elite level. So I suppose one thing to finish on is for for both fighters. What, what's the next um, what's the next step?
0: So short and sweet for Jazza, back down maybe try and pick up a British title. Mm. There are some decent fighters coming up. For me, Gal had the more interesting one. Yeah, he's obviously picked up the IBF title. Last week we saw uh, Kanzu get knocked out to lose the regular title. So there's Lee there, there's the domestic fight. Yeah. Both of those matchroom fighters, so that should in mm-hmm. theory be an easy fight to make. I'd love that. Yeah. Um. I don't see Leo coming back down, so I don't even see the point in throwing his name in, you know, in there. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've wheeled Gary Russell Jr. out for his one fight a year where he looks fantastic. <laughs> so for me, it, it makes sense to go for that unification. I'm avoiding the WBO. There's a reason for it. Navaretti is an absolute beast. Mm-hmm. I think last year he defended his title four times of which he knocked out all four of them and I think three of them were like in the first round or something crazy like that. He's an absolute beast. Don't get me wrong, he's he's not on the same level as me as you Yeah, yeah. As yeah. literally what I was going to say. Um no, he, he's not on the uh, on the same level as as some of the um, Japanese, Eastern European, Eastern European, Eastern Asian. Uh, yeah, uh, me say, what was knockout match? <laughs> yeah, just build them all together: Russians and Chinese. Uh, no, but he's he is a beast. Yeah. You know, he's he's no monster, but he is a monster.
1: Yeah,
0: I'd avoid him. If I'm completely honest, do me wrong. He's got a great fighting style. He it, he is capable of beating him, but. He'd be the last one yeah. on my list that I'd be going for.
1: Yeah, I think the domestic fight makes sense. Yeah. Like you said, match room, great to promote. Both really interesting fighters. So yeah, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd agree with that. For Jazza, again, yeah, agreed. I think domestic, the domestic scene, fighting for some of the British belts. Um, he obviously is three. What is he three and zero oh now? Uh, well, zero and three yeah. for, for, for the titles now. So I think those dreams are gone, unfortunately. Um But. I think yeah I think he'll be a decent little draw in Liverpool
0: yeah I mean credit to him everything he's done even to challenge for a world title to to win a British title is crazy I don't know if he's if he's won the British outright I don't know if he's won it enough times to take that Lonsdale belt home maybe he looks something like that a Euro- European but you know even if he calls it a day great career yeah Liverpool love him you know it was good to see him get another big fight but you know it was never on the cards for him. No. Right, should we move forward?
1: Yes, um, we're moving forward to creme of the Crap, uh, which we know last week we didn't cover, and I'd like to give you a reason why, but I'm going to let Mule give you the reason why.
0: Because Lewis isn't very good. Yes. Crem of the Crap. Crem of the Crap. I'm Hurricane Peter McNeely from Medfield, Mass.
1: On Saturday night, watch me kick Tyson's ass. But if you
0: haven't made your pay-per-view arrangements yet, make them soon, because remember what happens when I wrap you in my cocoon. You'd have a big dump in your pants. Okay. So, obviously, if we go off the poll, mm-hmm. I am 2-0, mm-hmm. undefeated. Mm-hmm. I did say last week that we're uh, going to try and make that tough level 4-0. I might try and stretch that now to a uh, Garnet uh, 7 or 8 or no, but we didn't make the draw. So let's start with the draw. Yep.
1: So I, did you go, through, you went first I went last. first last time, oh, yeah. I go first this time, so customary shape. Who have I got? Who have you got? <laughs> I've only got your golden prince, <laughs> Anthony Joshua. Are you, are you are you sure you're going to be okay trying to to beat AJ? Because I know how you feel about
0: him. So as you can gather, uh, he doesn't like people unless their name is Tyson Fury or Dustin Poirier. <laughs> so I'll draw mine out of the box now. I kind of wish that there was a Dustin Poirier in here.
1: How 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 has your strain order against AJ? <laughs> by the way? Has it, it lifted now? Because I know it's a few years. <sighs>
0: Let's see who I've got. So, who have I got? <laughs> From one Olympic gold medalist to another, it's only Fraudley Harrison. <laughs> fraudly
1: Harrison. Wow. Um, a fight that I would actually absolutely love to have seen: Anthony Joshua versus the A Force Harrison. Your brother, your brother. If I remember correctly, you told me he's a massive Aldi Harrison fan. Big
0: isn't he? big fan. He's got posters signed, loves, him, loves yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, really good friends. Are really good yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, no way. Well, he's, yeah. he should love that. He should. He should. I mean, jokes aside, he's 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 literally been blocked on Twitter because I think he used to tweet something like "you're a shit house" on a daily basis, just because you know. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. I might, I might, str- I might struggle with this one. I'll be—I mean, if if I
1: lose, if, if I somehow lose the, the the AJ Audley harrison debate, I actually might retire from this, <laughs> yeah. uh, and someone else can step in.
0: Yeah. Okay, this is—I'll get my thinking cap on. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. He wasn't—he wasn't he was in Big Brother. You could use that. He was. He was. He was in Big Brother. Yeah. Um. He had lovely hair. <laughs> he did. He did have lovely hair. Yeah, it's um, all.
1: Anyway, I'm not helping you because I absolutely, definitely could take fraudly and win. But I, I I've got AJ, so I, I don't know what I'm going to do there.
0: <laughs> right, guys, make sure next week you tune in for the cream of the crap section because one way or another, it's going to be a massacre. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's move forward. To the next section. So UFC, yes, MMA, UFC. Where do you want to start? Top, bottom, middle. What are we going with first?
1: Where do we start? First of all, what? A, what a card! Just what a fight card, and a ma- you know a massive year for the UFC. You know, even during the the, the COVID pandemic, especially some, during the COVID pandemic. Yeah. We have had some absolutely amazing um, fights, and I'm going to move on to one right now. So we're gonna. I want to start with uh, Bobby Green versus cool. Rafael Viziev. Yep. Apologies if I butchered the name there. Um, th- for me, this was a uh, fight of the night,
0: and also for Dana White.
1: Did he, did he, Yeah. he get our quality? Because <laughs> yeah. I remember I, I was watching the, um, there was a clip that UFC released and it was, um, it was Green and Fizzy of backstage yeah. taking pictures together and, uh, Green said, this is, you know, fight of the night. So yeah, and it, and it was, I'm really happy that they got that. Um, I'm going to let you start with this one just because I think, you know, I, I mean, I, I absolutely love both fighters, but, and I said this to you before you watch the fight, I think you are, you, you'll have a little soft spot for, for, for Green.
0: Yeah. Um, I love strikers, and I love reflex strikers more than anything else. Leather suits? I'm not gonna hide, it, especially when they wear leather suits. Um, no, I'll never hide it. Don't get me wrong. I love a good wrestler. You know, I love some. You know, very smart technical um, BJJ. But any fighter that will rely on their reflexes to land in openings, I'm a big fan of. And I left feeling almost a little bit sorry for for Bobby. I feel like he could do more than he is. Mm. And for a very, very close fight, I wouldn't have been opposed for him getting the win. No.
1: No, I agreed. I think um, he we said this uh, i can't remember if we said it on the on the podcast or outside of this but fighters like green who you know the, essentially counter punches yeah when you've got that old style of, of officiating where you know judges are just looking at well who's going forward who's the aggressor you can't necessarily go off that and this is a this is a perfect fight to show that actually okay yes fisiev was you know uh, the output was there and he was the aggressor especially yeah. in the first you know couple of rounds i think green had the cleaner punches yeah, definitely. Um, I thought the I thought he had um, I thought he was he was he was damaging Fiziev more with how special he was the third. Yeah, um, so no, I, I, I and again I don't want to take any anything away from F- Fiziev. Uh, I I do think that Bobby Green edged the fight. I don't think it was, you know, crazy, crazy, isn't it? it wasn't. And Physia was class as well. Oh, yeah. Um, really aggressive, doing a lot of the old spinning. You love the spin. I, I do
0: love a spin. I do love a spin. Um,
1: unpredictable as well. And so it was one of those fights where, you know, they say styles make fights, and mm-hmm. this was just literally the perfect fight yeah. because their styles suited each other so well. It was
0: stereotypical come forward high guard fighter versus your unorthodox striker. And like you say, it just, it just gelled. It just gelled. Any fighter who, who can do that in any fight sport is always going to be entertaining. Now, when you're in boxing, it's class to see, you know, it's it's harder to see the punches coming when they're coming from, you know, unorthodox angles, down you can get around the guard, you've got that quicker reaction you know, you can see the punch come in to react quicker and get out of the way and throw some nice powerful counter punches. Yeah. When you're doing it in MMA, still, you know, equally as difficult. But with four ounce gloves, it's a bigger risk. Yeah. Let's face it, you know, over in, in boxing, you still get some great knockouts. Up to a certain weight, you've got eight ounce gloves. Then when you get into the higher weights, you've got the 10 ounce gloves. It means you've got at least double the padding on there. If you mistime a, a slip of a shot and take a, a clean shot in MMA, people tend to, you know, go night night. That tends to be, you know, all, all she wrote down to the, the depths of Hades. Yeah. He took some shots. He landed some shots, and he, was, you know, it was nice the way he was rolling with them. But some of them he didn't. Some of them he didn't. He just caught clean, but yeah, just yeah, and carried on, kept going. It was class. For you
1: know, for, for me and and the um, the commentators were saying this as well. It was one of the first times that I saw a boxer. Mm-hmm inside mma now i know a lot of strikers do have a, a you know a background in boxing yeah, yeah you know um but whenever i see those types of fighters you you know you can see there's a little you know there's a little bit of those foundations but it's like mma boxing if that makes sense yeah. it's not the same this is one of the first times i looked at green and thought you do look like a boxer yeah. like especially with the way that he was defending and, and striking back with the with the counter yeah um, and you can see you know, looking at his stats here 33% KO, is absolutely not a massive power puncher, he's a counter puncher, that absolutely makes sense. Yeah. 30, 30% uh, submission, which again, for someone of his style, that's decent. So it, it does show that he's not just literally no, lying no. on his hands. Versus, you know, Raphael Fiziev, 60% KO, so he's literally nearly double the yeah. amounts um, of uh, Bobby Green. But then again, 10% subs. Um, so yeah, stylistically, it was just an awesome fight. One thing I do want to mention Mm -hmm. is I put this on Twitter, okay, and I said there are three things guaranteed in life, okay? One of them is death, a bit morbid.
0: The second (laughs) one
1: is taxes, a bit morbid. And the third one is a judge massively um, (laughs) fucking up the scorecard. And we, we saw it again. So, I watched the fight. We watched it separately. We did. Yeah, at different times. Mm-hmm. You came to the conclusion, you thought, actually, I could have given it either way, but I could have given it to Green. Yeah. I was the same. I thought Green probably edged it, especially yeah. in that final round. But again, would have been happy either way. Yeah. The one that I wasn't happy about was one of the judges scored it, I think, 27-30 uh, to Raphael. I don't know what they were watching. No. That last round was extremely dominant from Bobby Green. He literally, I think looking at the stats, uh, doubled the amount of significant strikes.
0: There were heavy shots as well. It wasn't tippy-tappy stuff. He no. landed some combos on him. Now, you know what? I've obviously been in the Olympics mm-hmm. a lot recently, keeping up with everything that's going on. The Olympics did something interesting. And it you'll have to bear with me here because this is absolutely relevant to... What, what i'm about to say and what we're talking about after rio the olympics nearly got dropped because the governing body who dealt with the olympics for boxing almost weren't allowed to come back and the reason for that was because of all of the horrendous decisions that the judges made i mean even go back and watch jojo's versus Tonyoka robbery wasn't the only one it was there must have been brown envelopes going everywhere So they set up a committee, they made this boxing committee, and said what we're going to do, how we're going to fix it, and it was people from gymnastics and all sorts of stuff. And you know what the first thing they did was? Fired every single judge and referee that was at any of the previous Olympics. Amazing. And they went out, and they looked, and they found new referees. How much have you heard anybody talk about the Olympics and say, it was a robbery, this happened, that happened? Whereas if you think compared to previous ones...
1: I, I mean literally at the moment. Um, one of the guys that uh, interacts with us a lot on uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. he was saying it as well. It, you know that scoring wasn't even the worst decision of the night no. outside of UFC. I think there was one in uh, in boxing as well, which was absolutely
0: horrendous. Um, it's the same judges and referees, though, isn't it? Yeah, they, they yeah, 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 same between, organization, same judges, which is crazy because it's a different sport that scored differently. Mm. But that's what I'm saying. Who,
1: who, who is reg- I mean, who is sitting them down? and getting them to explain the thinking, like, what is your thinking here? Because I think if you'd have sat the... Like, I don't know the name of the judge that I gave the 3027. It was the first I'd, one. Yeah.
0: I'd have absolutely loved to hear the reasoning. Yeah. We've like, said it before. Even referees, get them on. Yeah. Stupid decision. You stand in front of that, that press. They ask you questions, and you and you tell them. Yeah. If you can't hack that as a job, find a new one. Mm-hmm.
1: There, was, there was a lot of... Um, it's been a big talking point, which is good. Which mm-hmm. is, And as awful as it sounds, these judges, the more that they do this now, I think there's more of a spotlight now. Yeah. Because, you know, we had it a couple of weeks ago when Garni was coming out, you know, champion of the UFC, saying, this is literally destroying fighters' careers now and literally. it needs to be reviewed. Yeah. Bobby Green was upset initially and afterwards I think he was happy. Obviously, he wanted to fight the night. He got that, yeah. right? Um, but, you know, I, I again... Was it a loss? Probably not. So it's it's these fine margins that are costing, yeah. um, you know, rankings and. Yeah. For uh,
0: someone like Bobby Green, twenty-seven and twelve. Unfortunately for him, it it doesn't really change the trajectory of his career. They can run it back, but you make that kind of dubious decision with someone who's seven and one, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, twelve and two. That could be the difference between sending them towards a title fight and sending them right back to the bottom of the, you know, bottom 15, bottom 20, and then having to spend the next three years climbing up. And in MMA, anything can happen. You can get caught and knocked out. Yeah. Not even in MMA, but I think one of
1: the most famous ones was Bradley and Pacquiao. Yeah. I remember watching that fight. My dad is a... I'm, I'm a massive Pacquiao fan, but my dad is a huge Pacquiao fan. We were yeah. watching that fight. Great fight. Um, yeah, great fight. Yeah. Um, the scorecards came out and it was an absolute robbery.
0: Well, Again. that was the one that they they got five independent judges without sound to go and listen to afterwards, and they listened to it and said, "Yeah, we all give Pacquiao. What are you going to do? Nothing. Yeah. What was the point what in the was, exercise yeah, exactly, then? Exactly. What was the point? Just to piss off Manny more? All the fans. Yeah. Who knows? That being said, I've got to sign Timothy Bradley glove back there, so you know, swings yeah. around about. We love him. <laughs> the <laughs> Desert Storm. But no, you know what. Fantastic fight! Yeah, one of the best things about the UFC is the fact that everyone gets the chance at the bonuses and everyone gets the same bonuses. When you're on a ten and ten contract, and it costs you twenty grand, it gives you that incentive to go for broke, stand in the middle and trade. And did they do it? Absolutely! Yeah, absolutely! Right, go on. Where are we going next? I'll let you take take the lead. You're the uh, you're the MMA guru. So um
1: we went with I think we'll go with Chesa versus uh Luke.
0: Yeah yeah Vicente Luke. Yeah. Um Chesa. Not not
1: Vincenti as you written it wrote it down. <laughs> oh, I'm dyslexic it's Vincent-y. a bit harsh you calling me out like on like that on our... camera but you know. Yeah well you know, I'm going to. Uh <laughs> great fight again. Um I was shocked. Yeah another 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 round one um finish. So strange one because Pre-fight, Luque came out and said, oh, you know, it's it's a good fight. I'm a striker. You know, he's a grappler and a a submission expert. And obviously, it panned out the opposite.
0: Yeah, I think every press outlet did exactly the same. You know, boxer-puncher versus uh, submission. I mean, Keita, 0% knockout, 61% submission. Yeah. It's what everyone thought. In fact, when I saw the result, bear in mind, guys, unfortunately... Uh, I couldn't watch them live and I had to watch them back, and I'd seen the results. I had it back to the front. Yeah, it I, I thought, okay, had so subbed him in the first round, mm-hmm. just naturally, when I saw a submission, yeah, you can't
1: last past ten pm, you can you? <laughs> um, absolute lightweight. No, so it was really close yeah. because actually, what led to the submission was um, Kesa. Had a Luke, I think he was near an armbar. Yeah. I think he was just trying to pry that arm, and he was close. He's really close at times. I think he also had him in a rear naked choke. That again, he managed to. Yeah, come he out of.
0: scrambled out of it. He and was
1: close that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as part of his 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 defense, he managed to uh, end up on top, and then obviously. Um, no, worked his way around and, and got the stoppage um, yeah. a, it was a choke wasn't
0: it yeah I mean you're going to have to forgive my pronunciation here because I've only ever read it but it, a Bra- bravo choke which is the same choke that he won the last fight with Yeah. so for a guy uh, you know,
1: 38% I was going right? to say he's Versus known as a
0: 60 what was it 60, 61, 61 yeah. Yeah. he's known as a striker obviously 52% and he can bang and to be fair it was him striking on the feet that ended them going to the ground because of the fact you know he was he was yeah. doing well, but thirty eight percent isn't you know something to you know shove your nose up at. It's it's a de- decent percentage, but I, I was shocked. It was nice the scramble the way he, he got it in. It was one of them as well where when he wriggled and he got it in as soon as it as soon as it was in you, you knew
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can tell, Kanye As soon as they get under the chin, it's it's pretty much game over. Yeah. As long as you've got you know decent strength in the and the old arms, you'll be fine. Um, well, what's next for, for both fighters here? I mean, it was I think it, this was a um, a big fight in terms of you know they were right next to each other in the rankings. You know, uh, Kiesa was ranked number five, mm-hmm. and uh, Luke was ranked number six. So obviously, you'd like to think Luque is now going to be probably maybe enter the, the the top four, top three.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well I mean if you look up and down the rankings, you know, Osman Covington's been signed. Burns has he not just been signed versus Yes. Yes
1: he has. Burns oh, who is Burns fighting? It's not it's Edwards. Completely left my head.
0: Anyway, Burns is, is um, got a fight. Someone. He's fighting someone. There's rumours of Edwards Vidal, but I don't know if that'll come into, into fruition. I think uh, looking up, which you know you naturally would be doing, is Wonderboy the only person who's not assigned into a fight?
1: Yeah, um, obviously coming off the loss against Burns. Mm. I don't think. I think. I think. Wouldn't want if it was Wonderboy. I can see Kesa probably. It, it'll be interesting to see when they update the rankings here because I could see Chiesa and actually Thompson fighting both coming off losses. Yeah. Um, that one makes more sense. In terms of Luque, I could see there's fights in there. I think Edwards Edwards is, Edwards is and Masvidal at the moment are, are obviously trying is, to get that grudge match ahead. It is rumours,
0: to be fair. Luque could jump the queue and go versus Masvidal.
1: Yeah. yeah. Gilbert Burns has also said that he will never fight um, Luque. So that, so that rules that fight out yeah. they're very very close obviously um, the Masvidal Edward, Edwards one if I'm Leon Edwards and I know he hates the guy and obviously there's bad blood there and it absolutely will make money mm-hmm. from a ranking and form thinking mm-hmm. doesn't make sense, I mean Leon Edwards is on what is he on a 6-7 fight win streak at the moment, he, he should have probably got the title fight or the more contender fight, he's not got that, so for me even though it makes sense for Dana that doesn't always make sense for the actual rankings. So for me, Masvidal and Edwards, that's not a fight that makes sense.
0: For me, it makes for Edwards. I think it makes more sense than it does for Masvidal in the sense of you're exactly right. He's on that massive streak, and he still can't get a title fight. He's just fought versus um, Diaz, and everyone's still saying well, he got rocked in the last round, rather than he smashed him to pieces for you know four and three quarter rounds. So if he can go in and look convincing versus a name like Masvidal, that's you know, this this sport, it's almost like ancient tribal stuff, you know, where you cut the head off the person to take his power. If he beats Masvidal, he's not gonna take his audience, but he might get a bit more of a following and a bit more of a backing and drive for that title fight. Mm -hmm. But as Masvidal, outside of the fact you you know, you pieced him up backstage, you know it it's not going to make you a ton of money. No. You're not going to move massively up the rankings.
1: I think, yeah, so I I agree. I think Chiesa could fight uh, Wonderboy. Mm -hmm. That's a really interesting fight, stylistically speaking as well.
0: You know what, I think you're right. I think both of them coming off a loss, it makes more sense for for Wonderboy. And again, it it puts it back into that rhetoric of striker versus uh, submission.
1: Yeah. I think for uh, Luke, a, he, he he's not going to fight Burns, so that rules that one out. So he's not going to fight uh, Colby Coleman in the Newsman because obviously they're set to fight each other. Mm-hmm. So it's a difficult one. Does he? Does he do? Do him in the UFC? Well, Dana I have a chat and think by the time, because I think a lot of this depends on the fights that are going on around him at the moment. He's mm-hmm. just had a fight at an awkward time where there's already fights set in that division. And I think True. there will be a fight for him, depending on the results of to Newsman, and, um, and depending on who who Burns ends up fighting. If Leon Edwards fights Masvidal and wins, mm-hmm. maybe that's the fight to make. Maybe Edwards. But again, it's really difficult because it because if Edwards wins that fight, surely you have to give him number one contender
0: fight. Yeah, but we've been saying that for the last. Well, he was told that was number one contender yeah. fight. Yeah, it's, it's been the same for about three years. He, he just doesn't sell enough. He's a not to sound harsh to him, but he's just a bit boring on the mic, and unfortunately, unless you're going out there starching people or at least selling yeah. out the ring, you know, he ain't gonna bend over to make a fight for you.
1: I'm gonna start. I want to start a movement right here. Okay, because I was thinking about this in the bath today.
0: Yes, don't judge me. Okay, a lot of thinking in the bath. You do think about men often whilst you're in the bath, especially yes. half naked ones. Expect well, better if so. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> are you getting me mixed up with you? I think you are. <laughs> um, no. So. What what I was thinking here is, we've not had that many really great English fighters within no. the UFC, and it's a shame. And I don't mm-hmm. understand why because when you think about some of the, the you know the world's best boxers, you know obviously you can talk about your your new uh, up and coming Hall of Famers like Tyson Fury mm-hmm. um, and Joshua. Maybe maybe Dillian White. Let's see how he pans out. Yeah. Then obviously you've got the old school guys like. Um, um, Lennox Lewis, you know, yeah. a, you know, one of the best heavyweights of all time, mm-hmm. and we've got a, and again, I know I'm talking about heavyweights, but you know, moving through, we've got you know, fighters like Amir Khan, Ricky Hatton, you know, really high profile, and some of the best fighters ever. Mm-hmm. But then you move to UFC, and you've had Bisping. Yeah, really, he he was the most kind of high profile. Yeah, absolutely. And even then, he only he only won the championship once,
0: and uh, it was a bit of a fluke. I loved oh, it. That's controversial. I loved it, but it was a bit of a fluke.
1: If he heard you say that, I he reckon would. He would. Oh, yeah. He's not. Because yeah, I know he's protective over that.
0: If he's at his house as well, he's not mm. actually that far away from where we are now. Mm. Yeah, he would he would smash me to pieces.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and he's a big listener. I know he is. Um, <laughs> no, but. No. I, we
0: have to get. Be- I mean, there's so few and far in between. You know what the issue was? gone We're no wrestling. We're getting there now. Yeah. But be- America big on their Greco wrestling and their boxing, Mm -hmm. you know, the football, you know, American football where it's like kind of wrestle heavy. Mm -hmm. You go down to South America, they were always big on the BJJ and also their fighting in here in the UK. Like you say, it was, it was boxing and that was it. Yeah. And because it's that multifaceted aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Now, gyms have obviously popped up all over the country off the back of Bisping and all of the movement that you know that he yeah. did and, and other people and now we are getting better fighters you know it's rare now for instance we've just been speaking and we are speaking about Leon Edwards when we go into a fight it isn't Leon Edwards oh but he's got to be careful if he gets taken down it's like he's a well rounded fighter oh. whereas historically every fighter we spoke about it would be like you know he'll, he'll do well he'll see if he can keep him on on the feet because he'll you know, do well stood up yeah so we, you know, we will grow. We'll grow into it. It'd be nice. I don't think they will, but it'd be nice to see. In fact, they definitely won't because they get fighters from us anyway. But it'd be nice to see the UFC make a performance institute in the UK. Yeah, that'd be great. They've got one in China. They've got one in Mexico. They've got one, obviously, in the USA. And it's obvious that they're priming the the markets. They're training people from that grassroots level to get that market and they've already got the UK market, so I don't think they will. I think but yeah. it'd be great.
1: I think I think there's more in the UK market though. Um there think, definitely is. Yeah, a hundred percent. But regardless if Edwards is a is you know is a fucking the most boring, you know, man in the world, I couldn't care less. He's an <laughs> English fighter. We don't have that many. No. And he's really, really good. Like he's one of the best technical fighters in the UFC, yeah. like overall, not even in, in just his weight.
0: Very well rounded.
1: And he's English. Yeah. Okay. Now I am not saying that obviously we should prioritise him or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, we've got plenty of great Americans. We've got decent Mexican you know, Mexicans in there now. Mm-hmm. Um he is the torchbearer for, for Britain and, and English yeah. and the UFC. And he's all and he's really, really good. So yeah. yes, okay, maybe he doesn't have the, 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 the mouth of Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. But look at his skill set. Like watch his, we should all absolutely be going crazy at Dana White and the UFC. For not giving him these fights. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if this was Conor McGregor? Can you imagine the uproar that there would oh, be? Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, if you think about it, he's fought versus some great fighters. He's on a huge nine fight winning streak, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. He had a dust up backstage with one of the, the biggest sellers in the UFC. If he was just a little bit more sellable, oh, off on the mic out the ring mm. he would have walked it and he's starting to get there you know like put some respect on my name and all this other stuff whereas it used to be very much you know I'll see what my coach wants I'll see what my manager wants mm. he's learning it but yeah absolutely let's let's start this
1: let's get the movement going the Leon
0: Edwards movement hashtag king of the not north king of the Midlands
1: that doesn't have the same ring whatsoever <laughs> uh, but yeah we'll go with that um so, so, we we completely we completely diverted there. We, yeah. I went on a bit of a rant to apologise. Um, cheers, Luke. Great fight. Um, didn't go the way that we expected it to. No, um,
0: anyone. I don't think. I think the bookies would have made a mint.
1: For um for Luke, I think this is one of the rare times that actually we can't make a prediction on who he's going to fight because the um that that weight division there's too many moving parts. The yeah, moment. I
0: think you're right. I- we gotta wait for it to wait. See where the dust settles. I'm not saying sit out for a year. Give yeah. it a month. Go on holiday. Let's have a look. See what's going on. Yeah. Dana's always gonna offer you a fight. He's always gonna offer you a yeah. fight in the top ten. You're gonna to have to wait for your title fight, but there's gonna be some decent fights for you.
1: I, th- I think it'll. Yeah. I think it'll be Edwards or Mansur. I think it'll depend on if they fight and if they do fight, the winner that would make that would make sense to me.
0: Yeah. Just looking Bala Muhammad in the middle. No, yeah. Still, it's going to be someone up, somebody up there. Yeah. Right. Should we take our pants off now before we talk about Jose Aldo? <laughs> or,
1: um yes, man are already off. They have been the whole show. Um, so, what a man. Yeah. What a man. Um, I was really really happy because I was seeing a lot of people on on Twitter yesterday putting him up there in that in that goat conversation in which it he he said, to he be. Should yeah. be
0: absolutely at the table don't get me wrong he's not at the front of the table with jones and silver he's absolutely on that table he's, he's on the absolutely table absolutely on the table
1: and i think i think there's going to be a game of, if he if he wins another title i think there'll be a game of musical chairs on that table um was it be a three-time champion then
0: yeah. yeah, and who goes moment. down? Who goes down and gets better when they get older? People go up because they can't cut weight anymore. Who got. Yeah. You know what? Credit to you, you nailed it earlier. He's drinking the same magical juice as Manny Pacquiao. No one at that age can throw that amount of punches and seem to be getting better. I know he had that little spell after Connor beat him where he lost a few. His most recent loss. Actually, no. His most recent loss was a knockout loss. The one before that was a bit of a bit of a robbery for me. I thought that he beat uh, Morris. And what's he now? Three three fights in a row. Yeah. Versus Pe- Pedro Munoz, nineteen and six coming in. Yeah, not a bum by any means either. No. Um, so I think
1: the use you know they say don't they? The power's the last thing that leaves you, and usually it's your speed that goes. If his speed has decreased, it's been maybe a percent yeah. um, because he was. I mean, in parts of that fight, um, you know, I, it was this morning technically for us, wasn't it? Yeah. In the over in the UK, he was rapid, like yeah. little. You know, the combinations,
0: little bursts, where it was absolutely rapid. Yeah. Uh, I and mean, Munas couldn't just literally couldn't do anything about it. I think was it was round one and two were closer, but obviously I had him taking the lion's share, and it was almost like he went. I'm a championship fighter. I'm a world title, you know, belt holder. I know about championship rounds. Hold my beer. Round three. I'm like, let's crank him up to 11 out of 10. And he, that third round, was like he had the energy of the first round. He was, yeah. the combinations he was throwing, he got some nice knees in there, some hooks. He absolutely brutalized Pedro in that third round.
1: Yeah, yeah. He did. I mean, look, Aldo was, was definitely the clear winner, and thankfully, all the judges' scorecards yeah. obviously, you know, were, were correct on this one. Again, you know, Munio's no walk in the park. You know, did land some some decent counter punches and some and some heavy uh, heavy punches. Just couldn't just couldn't hang with Aldo. Too experienced, too quick. throwing um, some really nice combos in there as well. Um, the main thing that I want to say is he's probably at the moment the. Most inspiring fighter in the UFC, yeah. and just going back to what you said there, I mean, who comes off a massive loss? Uh, I mean, some fighters, after you know, after big losses, and I think emotionally as well. I think the the Conor McGregor fight, the loss had a massive impact 100%. on him emotionally, and I think it was a big reason why he then went on and, and, and you know, lost a couple of fights. And some fighters, you know, mentally speaking, I'll check them out, that's you know, I'm done, yeah, you know, um, I couldn't, you know got smashed by Conor McGregor mm. you know there was a lot of th- you know shit talking um, that again was really really personal yeah. and it got in his head and it obviously did. he got beat but then he got beat again and again and some fighters would be like okay do you know what that's Maybe, it yeah that's yeah. it yeah I've had a really good career even if I finish now still gonna be classes are great
0: yeah well a lot of people are at him as the best of all time in that weight division going in was he about like 14 win streak or something going into that Conor kind of fight yeah. And then so obviously
1: something crazy? I'm sure he had ten or twelve defences of his title. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well he's he's definitely got records in it. And obviously, I mean looking at his record now, fifty seven percent KO ratio, he's known as that stand on bang guy. Mm. So to get knocked out in seconds, yeah. it's obviously gonna affect my whole fight style's built around pressure fighting and attacking somebody and look what's just mm. happened to me. But the way he's bounced back is—it's been incredible. And Alan,
1: Alan Partridge style, yeah, bouncing back.
0: back. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, back when it was Aldo Connor, mm. I was never really sold on him. The way he's come back up, yeah, or back down, I suppose I should say, um, and made a career—you know—that resurgence. I love him. He could be one of my favourite fighters in the UFC right now.
1: It's it's a, it's a B B-hop, Bernard Hopkins yeah. <laughs> comeback, isn't it? And obviously he's not as old. But you think you know the dude's thirty four years old. And I think you always get these you sometimes you get these amazing comparisons. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, a lot of the Conor fans are thinking, mm-hmm. I just hate Conor McGregor. he does maybe he does dislike the guy (laughs) i respect him as a fighter don't get me wrong great fighter and he's had you know a wonderful career i do do think it's interesting that you can you you look at aldo now and you look at mcgregor now and they've kind of gone opposite ways since
0: that fight you know what i think aldo beats him now i can't i can't see why they would ever fight other than aldo chasing it but this is aldo oh he's a savage
1: he's an absolute monster and this McGregor is not the same McGregor that fought Aldo. In no, no way.
0: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So where do we go next? Because obviously Pedro Muniz was nine coming in. Uh, he was trying to make the jump up, even though a lot of people had him as a slight favourite in a in a pick and fight. Aldo was five coming into this. Now, obviously, there's a bit of controversy at the top that will probably get tied up as far as uh Admin Sterling mm-hmm. and the um Yan situation we've just had TJ coming off that win with um Sanhagen Sanhagen yeah. yeah so they're both sort of free Rob Font's just come off a win as well i think so
1: Dillashaw's definitely Dillashaw's going to be fighting Jan i think that's that's the next fight to make i believe yeah um obviously after Sterling depending on the on on the Sterling
0: We're doing how long Hasn't he has an operation i feel like he's out and it's going to be later on Jan. this. No Sterling.
1: Has it?
0: I feel like after that loss, he, he had an operation and it's going to be later on this year before he comes. I'm back.
1: sure Jan was, was set to fight and get the rematch against Sterling. Yeah, I think I think for for Jan and Sterling, that's going to be the the, the next fight. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Dillashaw, I think we'll will will then fight again for the title, um, or for that number one contender, you know, whatever. I think, I I don't know about you, but I would absolutely love Aldo and Sanhagen. I think that would be an awesome fight. You yeah. know, San Hagen ranked three currently. Um, and Aldo ranked number five, it gets him into that top three mix up with a win. You know and again, for Sanhagen, it, it gets him absolutely into that contender you know realm.
0: Yeah, you've you've sold me, you've sold me, and and the reason you've sold me is Jose's probably gonna go up after that win. Sanhagen, as we discussed, um in most people's eyes probably nicked that fight yours obviously didn't so because there was that controversy there but you know that tj is going to go forward it means he's not dropping too far down he's fighting versus a name a Legend. former champion yeah, yeah. so it, it's a big fight mm. whoever comes victorious from that can then step mm. in next
1: some fighters as well i mean Sandy it'd be right action in the fight that Aldo on this massive resurgence, that that yeah, that would be a fight uh, to make hundred percent. Yeah, that's the one that we want. That's the one that I want to see anyway.
0: Yeah, you know, I hadn't even thought about it, but as soon as you said it, you you've won me over. Not that I'm just agreeing with you today, but absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> for <clearly>. once, <laughs> for once, that's that's the one. That's the one. Right, should we should we keep going? So do you just want to get the apology out of the way now to everyone? You know, sorry. I'm a big Derek Lewis fan, I got carried away with it, that's why I said to Bear, Or oh. Yes,
1: yeah. um, I'm absolutely going to swallow my pride here, uh, what was I thinking, I was obviously on Spice, or something, <laughs> when I made that prediction, um, no, I think I was, I like Lewis, we all like Lewis, Yeah, we all do, and we know he's always got that punches chant, and I fell in love with that completely, yeah. Um, You know, and to be fair, not just me. I was listening to to Bisping. He he was, you know, Camp Lewis as well. He did, and a few other people were. So it wasn't just me. Okay. However, yes, I do feel stupid after after the fight. Hindsight is a bitch, as they say.
0: Yeah, you know what? It's easy easy to say it looking back because for me, and I know we discussed this earlier, but he has, you know. Four performance of the nights, three fight of the nights. When he's fighting versus lesser fighters, and mm-hmm. he can just give windmills, he he knocks them out. Yeah. And then it was almost like when he stepped up, he lost. But then he stepped up versus Curtis Blades, and he won. Mm-hmm. And there was almost kind of in your head, sort of that little voice going, "Oh, oh, is he better than we thought? Yeah. Can he can he land versus, you know, the the better fighters?" I'll be completely honest I thought no I thought Gani was it's easy to say now but he was gonna kick the leg get in and out doing those little combos I thought he might have rocked him mm. and then choked him that was mm. what I thought how I thought it was gonna end yeah. I kind of stumble you know get on top of him you know get a nice choke in there but he just didn't turn up did he
1: I'm gonna be brutally honest there now mhm Tough love, time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love Derek Lewis mm-hmm. as a person. I think he's very funny. I know he does a lot of work, um, you know, around this community. Um, he did, massive. yeah. Massive,
0: especially during the
1: tornadoes. Yeah, during the uh, the flash floods and and whatnot. The hurricanes, mm-hmm. Hurricane Harvey. Love that. Commend it. Yeah. Um, as a fighter, he and it was it was re- you know I real I realised fairly quickly on in that fight yesterday. He's not a world class fighter. Uh, and I know people. Some people would be like, "Oh, was he ever?" Well, maybe. I mean, he was in against world class opposition, mm-hmm. and he was fair and okay. Um, that will go down. And I put this on Twitter yesterday. That might have been one of the weakest um, contender interim title <clears throat> shots I've ever seen. Yeah, I think he, I think he finished on three significant strikes, which. If you're a fan of Derek Lewis, and I am, that's not good enough. That, that you know, if you've paid, you know, people are paid, especially in America, I think it's it's higher in America. Yeah. If you've paid your 40, 50, 60 dollars to watch Derek Lewis fight, i asking for more money back completely. I know several and I'm not, and I'll, I'll get to Gant. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. not taking any, anything away from Gant. <clears throat> I know he's a, a dangerous fighter. Um, just didn't do enough. Mm. Wasn't on the front foot, should have been on the front foot. Um. I think everybody was expecting... oh He will rock him here at some point. He, he, he'll get that big hit and it'll shake
0: him and it never came. I think... Like you say, Gann deserves a lot of credit because he absolutely controlled the pace. He controlled the range. And that was what won in the fight. But if you look at all of Derek Lewis's fights, if anyone tries to control the range, if anyone is, is apprehensive about his power and isn't going to go in there and trade with him he doesn't really know how to make the different the distance himself i mean his his biggest win in ganu it was almost the same it, fight except you call it a win yeah but you know what i mean it was a very very similar fight except for technically uh gan's a better boxer so he could get in land a few combos get out move away it was that standoff at range no one really throw he was just missing the the blitzes and in that fight you know the two or three punches he landed more was was the difference because no one really landed, but it was the same thing.
1: Well, yeah, we can't use. The, yeah, definitely. I know what you're saying, but it's it's that it wasn't a fight. We can't you can't even use the Nganu fight because you know and Imagine Nganu now against Lewis. It would be an absolute bloodbath.
0: Um, I'd hope so, but you you know he's got to be. He was obviously worried about the power last time. Yeah, he
1: was, and and that's why he didn't throw. Mm-hmm. However. I think if you if you're looking at Lewis after that, you're licking your lips, hundred percent. You look at the position and the, and the ranking that he's in, and yeah. I don't know where he will have fallen to um, now. I'm not sure if it if it has been uh, updated in there, in that division. Um, there were talks of him fighting John Jones. I mean, that's gone. That's got to be gone now. There's there's no way Derek Lewis fights John Jones after that. You never know.
0: Jo- no, John Jones no. needs a heavyweight fight. Although there's talks of him and Steep actually, so yeah, ignore me.
1: Um. I'm just, I mean, you can analyze Derek Lewis all day. There isn't really a lot to analyze. You know, he's got a puncher's chance, mm-hmm. and he moves fairly well for a big guy. And we, we did see that he did try some of the high kicks and the jumping kicks that didn't really land. Um,
0: but again, I think that's credit
1: to to yeah, Cam. It, it is, it is. But I think if you if you if you're watching Lewis now, I think there's a, there's a very very simple blueprint on how to beat Derek
0: Lewis: just stay out of range and chop away. And he'll struggle and he'll go into a shell. Yeah. Well, before we move on to Gan, that, I think let's look at Lewis. What next? You know what? I think be a big fight for him? Tie to Avassa.
1: Tied to Avassa?
0: They're both going to stand and bang. It's going to be sloppy. You're not going to have to worry about somebody slipping in and out. He's not ranked, though. He's not. Although we were saying that when the rankings were updated last time, because bear in mind, he's just beat. Uh, who did he beat? Tuvasa beat Hardy. Hardy, yes. He just beat Hardy, who was sort of fringe. Mm-hmm. He could slip in that bottom 15.
1: Not yet. No. I, I don't think it will happen. In, in terms of the prospect of the fight, absolutely, yeah. it would be a really good fight. I think to put Tai against uh, as awful as he was against Simil
0: It's not going to happen. Uh, he was yeah, he was second like, or third yeah, coming exactly. in. It's not going to happen, but I'd love uh, it. So
1: that's the fight that you want to see. 100% I'd love to see that as well. Yeah. Uh, being realistic... So you run oh. the Blades fight back, maybe? That would make sense, uh, potentially, or...
0: If I'm um, Blades, I want that fight, because...
1: Even Volkov, you know, I mean, I I remember watching the Volkov fight, and, and and again, Volkov's really frustrating, because, he, you know, he did the same... Volkov fought the same way he fought against Garn, the same way he fought against Lewis, where mm-hmm. he had periods where he was doing really well, getting yeah. himself, and then stop him, and he did that against Lewis, and he dominated Derek Lewis. Oh, yeah.
0: And Lewis literally just chinned him, and that was it. Volkov makes sense. Um, Volkov does make Volkov sense. Blades. Yeah. I mean, if I'm if I'm blades, I I strive and I shout for that. Yeah. But both yeah. of them lose into uh, gun. It makes sense. Yeah, they make they make sense. And
1: blades of Volkov probably.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. F- I mean, my my pants are still off from uh, the the Aldo fight. Let's talk about gun.
1: Yes. Where to begin? Um, as ridiculous as it sounds, people are already just to give you just to give you and and the, the, some of the rest of the guys an idea of how highly regarded people are thinking of him already. People are putting him in a goat conversation. Not saying that he's obviously a goat now, (laughs) but they're saying this guy has potential to be potentially a one of one of the goats. You know what,
0: it's it's definitely too early, like you inferred there, but I think it's fair for us to say next generation of big heavyweights...
1: He's going to be an absolute issue for Nganu, like a massive issue. Yeah, um, I don't think Nganu's fought someone like.
0: Dan. No,
1: I think I think that would be an issue for Jones. I think anyone again. in the
0: heavyweight divisions fought anyone <clears throat> anyone like Gan is elusive, solid footwork. Mm. You know, is in and out throwing. You know those combinations. Mm. L- amazing to watch. You'd still think it's going to be interesting versus Nganu, purely because of what you said earlier. If you watch the Ngannou who fought versus Lewis, mm. who was a little bit apprehensive, he was thinking about what was coming back, yeah. then he realised he wasn't going to get anywhere with that and just balls to the wall, unorthodox, almost wilder, kind of looping but straight shots mm-hmm. and he's knocked everyone out. So I think if you know you thought going into this fight that Lewis was going to throw some big shots and was going to land some, you've got to put your money on Ganu doing that that being said <clears throat> i might favor gann
1: the only question mark here and, and it's it's and, and the reason i'm saying this is is the only thing that we've not seen so it might not even be a weakness <clears throat> is i suppose his chin because obviously he's not lost in the ufc yet yeah um, he's undefeated i mean in fact he's undefeated everywhere so uh, 13 wins in kickboxing yeah. seven wins in um, tai like, as well yeah and, uh, and obviously now he's got the uh, the seven win streak in UFC. So that's something that we've not seen. We've not seen him against. I know we've just seen him against Lewis. We can't count that because Lewis just didn't throw anything. But it will be interesting mm. when he goes up against the hardest puncher in UFC history in, in Can he? Will he be able to take that power oh, yeah. or not? I think that'll be the difference. I
0: for me, I, I'd very much count the last fight because I think he, he made Lewis not do it. Mm. Um, Yeah,
1: I I just mean literally seeing him eat one of those punches.
0: Chin wise, if he was fighting next versus any of the other heavyweights, Mm -hmm. I'd say absolutely. You know, we've not seen it. I think you could literally be an actual metal tank, and if you took a shot from Nganu on the chin, he would still manage to 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 knock you out. out, yeah, hundred percent. But you know, technically. His footwork is he's great. He has got submissions on his record. I mean, he's thirty percent submissions. Yeah, we've not really seen him versus a wrestle heavy dump you on your ass. You know, ground and pound. Cormier. Cormier. Mm-hmm. I know he he wouldn't be great anymore, but like a Lesnar and literally wrestle heavy, going to take you down and try and try and smash yeah. you.
1: And but there isn't really anyone in there isn't in and around him at the um, great takedown defense, but he's not a wrestler. No. Uh, Stepan Miocic again, big standing bang guy, uh, and obviously Francis Ngannou, the biggest standing gang yeah. standing bang sorry uh, man in the world. So in terms of that, he doesn't need to worry about that now. He's putting himself in a position where I am fighting standing yeah. and bangers, and I I do have an advantage here because of
0: that. the Thing is, as well, styles make fights. We've said it a few times in this. If you look at that Miocic, almost like a uniform boxer, almost a bit Klitschko like in his boxing style. I think Ghan peppers him in and out and smashes him to pieces, if I'm mm, honest. Which yeah, is, I agree. But the unorthodox and power of Nganu is intrigues me. That's mm. a great fight. I mean, some stats they, they were mentioning on the fight announcements. I'm sure you, you guys heard it, unless you had the, the fights so on mute. And obviously, we can take that a step further now. There's only been four people who in the heavyweight division, won their first six fights in the UFC. Now, bear in mind, um, are now at seven. Nganou, who won his first six, mm-hmm. then lost, went on to win a, a belt. Cain Velasquez, who is now won his first... who won his first seven, which is the same as Gans also went on to, to win a belt. Yeah. And JDS, who actually won his first nine, and again also went on to win a belt. Yeah. So statistically... You gotta think he's putting himself in a in a good position. You know, you've gotta think at some point he's gonna pick up a title.
1: Well, to be honest with you, looking at this now, when when we kinda of laughed about the GOAT thing, maybe it's not too unrealistic. I mean he's got seven wins now. If he beats Engarnu and takes the title, he'll have overtaken he'll have overtaken Ngannou. he'll have overtaken um was it Velasquez, first seven. Mm-hmm. He's he's drawn with Velasquez at the moment and he'll be one fight away from De Santos. With it, with it, you know, with the title, yeah, um,
0: be interesting because Velas um, JDS won his first nine, and between him and came Velasquez, sort of traded wins to, to yeah. in the title between them, yeah. So matching that and then going on further, but I mean, if you look at it, you you favour him against Stipe. and Garno is who knows. Obviously, he's, you'd you'd favour him against Blades. You know he's just beat Lewis Volkov. Your favorite. I mean, there's no one in the top right. ten. You he's, wouldn't listen.
1: He's, he's beaten Volkov. Okay. Um. Lewis has you know smashed. But Curtis blades the bits. Mm-hmm. He's beaten Lewis now. Um. So he's won the he's won the what is it the interim yeah the interim now. So he's guaranteed now. He's basically the number one contender. He's now guaranteed essentially to fight in Garen. Yeah. Um. What no about Jones? The thing is. Jones is one of those fighters and he's got that mindset. You could literally never see him again now from this point. There's literally no guarantees. Yeah. He's a millionaire. Um, he's at a deadlock with Dana in the UFC because he wants to be paid more. Probably mm-hmm. rightfully so, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't need to fight again. Um, he doesn't seem that fussed. About, I mean, I know he wants to. He's been in training. um, But I don't think you can just bring Jones in. I, I think... It's interesting, isn't it? Because UFC's... it's It's, it's basically... Where does Dana want to put you? We saw it with McGregor when he was in and out of those few years, and he put him back into like you know contender shot straight away. Mm-hmm. They can do what they want, I suppose. But difficult to talk about Jones because we just don't know if he's going to come back. Yeah, if he if he does come back, he's been out of the ring for a while now. Is he going to want to go straight in there in there with Cyril Gann? see Stipe and Nagani I don't think so no. probably want a tune-up fight it'll be his first fight at the heavyweight division so Jones if he does come back I'd like to see him come back he's definitely obviously in that equation just not now because we, we just can't predict when and no. why he's going to come I back I mean I heard
0: Dana this week say Stipe sign the fight do you want mm. Stipe? if not yeah. you can wait
1: Stipe, the thing is with Stipe is he's getting a lot of shit recently He's a great fighter. Steve yeah. is a great fighter, and it was only what two, three months ago that people say, "No, oh, he's the best light, he- light heavyweight of all time." Yeah, obviously.
0: Well, you see, he had the the longest winning streak at heavyweight. Yeah. The adjustments he, he made versus DC yeah. absolutely class. Yeah. Exactly. I just think stylistically, unfortunately, the guy's on top right now. Yeah. Don't it's fit well with him. Inter- well, the
1: thing is, he's got the bit between his teeth now, Steep. He feels a little bit undone by the UFC. Absolutely. He obviously, yeah. been flirting with one championship. Um, so, you know, maybe we'll, we'll see that different motivation. But there's fights to make in there. The next big one is obviously uh, in Garnu and and, and Gan. Now, oh, I wouldn't like to. I would not like to put a prediction on that. I will when it comes. Oh, of course, the yeah. Mystic Mac. will be back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a difficult fight to call. Really difficult.
0: One thing we we haven't spoken about that I think is something that we've done really well to gloss over, but we probably should mention is. What you just touched on. The fact that they threw uh, an interim title on it. Yeah. So to put it in perspective for anyone who, who doesn't know. We've got Francis who won the belt. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. went on holiday.
1: Rightfully so. Well, well earned. That, yeah. yeah.
0: And within two weeks of him going on holiday. Dana White said to him. You need to be back and fighting in mm. two, three months time. Yeah. To which Francis and team said, whoa, 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 we're on holiday. We need a full camp. You know, we'll be back here. We can be ready in four months. To which Dana said, nope, okay, put in this interim uh, interim title uh, versus, you know, the fight that's just happened there, Derek Lewis, Cyr- Cyril Gann. Now, he's been defending it and defending it because obviously people have been, have been saying, there's people who were, you know, belt holders, and didn't fight for you know over a year, two years, and they weren't stripped or interims weren't given, and then all of a sudden this interim's given. And I have respect for Dana White, but as a boxing fan, he said something that made me want Francis Ngannou to knock him out.
1: Mm, to knock Dana out? Yeah. He
0: well, said, yeah, yeah, it's like in boxing when you get a great IBF world title holder yeah. versus a WBC or, you know, whichever two alphabet belts you picked which if if you guys have listened to our previous shows it's like 90% of our content is moaning about the fact that there's 17 weight divisions and and about 65 titles out there no one knows who the actual champion is yeah now there is defenses in that when you become an interim title holder the the way that the contracts work if you've got a belt you Mm. can earn more money but that's not an excuse fix your fight pay don't just throw belts at stuff. It, what did you think about the whole belt situation?
1: So the thing is with Dana White, what we've got, to, what we've got to understand first and foremost is he's. He's a businessman before he's an MMA fan and a UFC yeah, fan. To be honest with you, he's not even always been an MMA fan. He was—he was looking to get into boxing. That mm-hmm. was his original, you know, goal. I want to get in boxing as a mm-hmm. promoter, you know, because there's a lot of money there. And then obviously he had the opportunity to to you know move into MMA in the UFC, and, and he did that. Yeah. So you know, he didn't—he's not always had the intention of oh, I just want to build the best UFC, you know, sorry, MMA brand in the world. I'm sure that is part of his intention. Of course. But that's built by his hunger of making the best. I will get the most money in. And one of the best things about the UFC, in fact, the the best thing about the UFC is these wonder fights that he can make. And that's fantastic. And, you know, he was always, I suppose, protective and, and a little bit, he's always been anti-boxing in a way. Yeah. He's always had quite negative comments about boxing. But I think he's starting to realise now, oh, actually, I can make even more money if I start throwing in these crazy, you know, yeah. uh, these, these these interim and champion championing waiting fucking belts. And we, and we see it in boxing, we absolutely hate it. You know, you've got your, your super, your regulars, fucking, um, and, you know, baddest, baddest motherfucker belt that he brought in. And everybody was like, oh, that's
0: class. But you know what? I enjoyed that bit of novelty. Yeah, 100%. I enjoyed it. but Interims and all this other stuff.
1: that was the start of it all because yeah. as he did that, as he made the baddest motherfucker belt, yeah, it probably he probably thought, I could keep doing this. I'll make an interim belt. Francis Ngannou, um fat I think he was what four months. Was his last fight four months, and it was like okay, um, interim title. There's going to be an interim uh, bout between his yeah. sorry, his last fight. Was and was up until now.
0: Within two three weeks. Yeah,
1: but that's when he, obviously that's yeah. when we were talking about it. Um, so Dana White's just he's seeing the money now, he's seeing the opportunity of okay, I tell you what, we'll we'll, we'll start having interim uh, interim champions, and it's dangerous then because mm-hmm. there's nothing stopping him from adding more and more and more belts, no. and it's even more dangerous in the UFC because. Who's, there's no one to stop Dana White yeah yeah he, he literally makes all the decisions I know I know obviously he's got his superiors above him but we never hear anything from them it's just always Dana White
0: because it, it is he's the decision maker and the more I think about it the more you're right there was something that I heard a while ago and I, I chuckled to myself but you saying that now was kind of putting it into perspective They made a a subtle change from saying the heavyweight champion of the world to the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. The undisputed middleweight champion of the world. Mm -hmm. And I laugh like, of course we're undisputed. There's only one belt.
1: One more.
0: Yeah. It it worries me. Will I still watch it? Yes. Is it still the best MMA organisation? Yes. For now for now.
1: And I love the UFC, and I'm saying that. Yeah,
0: but it worries me. It worries me. But you know what? Still, to kind of track back, I enjoyed the fight, regardless. Mm-hmm. Great performance by Ghan. Yeah, Exciting to see what happens next, as far as, obviously, he is going to fight versus um, Garnou. Yeah, 100%. Both French-speaking. Do they proper a, a, a cage underneath the Eiffel Tower? It's legal now in France, <laughs> and,
1: both fighters obviously sparred with each other heavily yeah. both former you know both trained by at least one point both trained by the same coach obviously Gan has uh, stayed there now and who um, and has gone to the yeah it Couture the, yeah the Couture yep um, Couture. Yeah. so that'll be really interesting I think we know each other really well I think Gan developed and, and so has Gan so yeah. you know even though they, they'll probably think they know each other obviously there's going to be little variations now so very interesting fight and we'll be covering it of course
0: yeah yeah be fireworks whilst it lasts. So I mean, that's it as far as the the main fights. Mm-hmm. Should we move forward? Yeah,
1: let's go on to uh,
0: the Daily Dossier. He's a one
1: Dosser, That's all he is. You're a bunch of Dossers.
0: So a lot of news in the uh, the world of the the Daily Dosser, Let's flick open that Daily Dosser newspaper. And quite a few questionable uh, dosses that are out there, unfortunately, this week. <laughs> so, I'm going to start with the Olympics, just because I think it is a good story as far as how we finish. So, for anyone who doesn't know, we have taken the, the biggest haul of medals that we, that we ever have. Congratulations to the guys. Two golds, two silvers, and two bronzes, which, in the Olympics, is is not an easy easy no. thing at all. I mean, there's only actually one... Um, country that's above us and it's the country that's whole sport setup is designed for amateur boxing Cuba four golds no silvers and a bronze but you know what some of the people that I I shouted out have done really really Mm -hmm. well so uh, Galalia Fai has managed to bring home a a gold bear in mind he was uh, seeded 12th coming into that tournament he's had some really really hard fights versus number one seeds number two seeds and you know to bring home a gold fantastic We've got uh, the first Welsh female uh, Olympic gold medalist. So uh, Lauren Page beat China's Lee. Um, 5-0, all the judges agreed that she was uh, she was victorious. Again, absolutely yep. fantastic there. Outside of the uh, the world of the Olympics, just to slide a little bit, Luke Campbell announced his retirement. Obviously, he picked up a, a gold medal, uh, cool, cool Hand Luke. I think he's a little bit underrated because if you actually look... He lost versus um, the Matrix. Yeah. And Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, Lomachenko. Um, essentially, he's only lost versus pound for pound fighters, and yeah. they were they were close fights. But you know, farewell, Luke. You've been fantastic. Hope you have you know a great life with your family. I believe he's looking into coaching and a, and you, a few other things. Are you tearing up? Are you tearing up right now? I, 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 I'm gonna write him a love letter later. I'm just get some tissues. The other other main things to to come from, Kell Brook and Amir Khan, yes, are both finally both saying they want the fight. Normally, one says it, then the other says it, then one says it, then the other says it. It is thirty five years past the date that we wanted it.
1: Well, I, I think they're fighting for the uh, over sixty five free bus
0: pass. It is. It's yeah. the 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 WBC senior title that they're going to be going for. Yeah. Um, but no, you know what. Past it as it is, I'll still watch it. Yeah, still game for that. Yep. On to title talks. Obviously, last week we spoke about the fact that Caleb Plant and um, Canelo Alvarez, yeah, um, Kid Cinnamon, that that, those talks fell apart. And I wasn't too bothered because talks with Dimitri Bivol were in the works, that step up. um, And those talks seemed to be going well. However, the manager of Bivol said this week that uh, the talks are frozen and they've been told that is because the talks are back on with Caleb Plant. They're both good fights. I do like the idea of Canelo uh, unifying, but I'll be honest, I would have preferred the uh, the Bivol fight. But hey ho. And the last two bits of uh, news and tidbits before we decide who the uh, who the daily Dosser is. Um, obviously not as such news, but Derek Lewis laying an egg and not turning up has, has got to be in there for his chance at that Daily dosser prestigious title and the main one for me um, the fact that the Tyrone Woodley who is fighting versus uh, Jake Paul obviously that's linked with Showtime so over in the USA Showtime which is likely then to be BT Sports because of the link between that the price has been announced at Showtime as 59.99 $60 yeah which yeah. is i know it's more expensive in the in the USA but uh, to have it at $60 for that fight and i know they've padded the card with some you know uh, dubars on it and stuff but it probably means it's going to be 15 20 even 25 pounds yeah. here in the UK which is ridiculous yeah
1: yeah, it's, it's. I do feel for you, the, the American guys, because you guys are getting fleeced. Yeah. Uh, and you, and unfortunately, it's not like you really have a choice either. So we're, we're with you on that. We feel for you. We
0: do, we do. Uh, and because of all that, I am gonna pin the Daily Dosser, not on Jake Paul, not on Tyrone uh, Woodley, but uh, in fact on Showtime for the audacity of charging a full price pay per view fight for a YouTuber.
1: So this week's Daily Dosser is Showtime. Round of applause for Showtime, everyone. Woo!
0: Woo! Although if there are any jobs going, I am willing to change that. Yes, yes we, we love Showtime. <laughs> so let's move forward. Mystic Mac. Mystic Mac, indeed. Go one million. one million. Definitely not going one million. And I'll give you two to one.
1: So back with this week's predictions. Now, stick with me here. I know the predictions were horrible for the UFC. You However, won for one though. You won for one. Yes, one won for one. And actually, if I'd have stopped at the boxing, yeah, Click missed it. Matt would have still been here, mate. Um, so, talking about boxing, that's where we will start because the UFC are taking uh, their one week break, so it will be a boxing card. And I do have a good track record with the boxing. So first of all, we have got Tefimo Lopez, 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 that great unified champion you know Tefimo Lopez, <laughs> Lopez. Yep, Lopez uh, versus Cambosas Junior. Um, oh, who do I pick? Uh,
0: it's a very very difficult one. This
1: if I wanted you all to lose your money be a risky bastard. Uh, I'd obviously go against Lopez, but I, I'm not I'm not going to do that, especially after this week's prediction. So, uh, one to ten, I'm going to go with Tiafoe. Yeah, I'm going to play it safe. However, I may not be playing it safe throughout. Who knows? Uh, we then got Buati versus Balotniks, who sounds like a uh, villain from Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> 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 uh, nah, I'm going to go Buati. Going to go
0: with Buatze, right? You've got it. Oh, yeah. You've got it. He's looked. He's looked good. Second fight uh, under Abel Sanchez now. Yeah, Be interesting. Uh, he's
1: yeah he's one to eight on William Hill. Um, please sponsor us, William Hill. Uh, <laughs> you then got Reese Bellotti. The, again, Bellotti reminds me of ice cream, <laughs> or clotted cream. Vianetta. Viennetta, yeah. great ice cream. Again, you sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> you then got Raymond Ford, which is one of the most American names I've ever heard.
0: He is American.
1: Yeah, fits. Uh, <sighs> I was back on four for this one. Because Raymond Ford is the f- the slight favourite here.
0: He, yeah, he would, he will be. He's got a better record, but he can't write Bull- I say that you he might he's his record isn't great, but Bellotti can bank. I'm gonna go with the Italian clotted cream Bellotti. <sighs> big Reese Bellotti, See if he can turn back the clock to big, that big fourteen Reece. fight win streak. What
1: from Watford, I believe? Yeah, which is not known for his clotted cream. <laughs> I just can't get past that surname. Anyway, yeah, Reese Beloy, he is a 9-4, to four, so is the slight underdog. However, that will give you a grand total if you do an innaker, which, again, I would do so. Um, we do this for William Hill. Um, again, we're not sponsored by William Hill. That's just how we check the odds. 3-1, uh, to one. so
0: you put £100 down. £400 back? Yeah. Nice. Good, good. Interesting choices, mate. You've gone brave. You've yeah. gone brave. 100
1: pound gets you 406 pounds, and I'm telling you, this one's going to come in right. The clock cream green from Watford is going to take his head off.
0: Yeah, mate, you can bang I love it. You can bang Let's see if you can uh, undo the curse of going for a big puncher in the uh, in the last bet on the uh, <laughs> on the accumulator. But you know what? Like you say, one for one. Let's 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 bring home the uh, bring home the bacon. Bring home the money. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well. I will make sure that um, there's no poll this week, but we put the poll out next week, guys. So make sure after the fight is finished, after we do next week, straight to Twitter. You may have seen it last time, so you can get your vote in for Cream of the Crap. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter.
1: Please follow us on Twitter. Uh, we love interacting with you guys. It's um, one of my favourite parts of this job, I suppose, especially on the big card. So keep interacting with us, guys. Uh, retweeting and we absolutely love the support that we're getting so far
0: absolutely tell your friends family follow us let's really drive this this brand forward guys the more interaction we get from you guys the more that we can do this
1: yes 100 percent. and for us yeah that's everything so guys have a great week we will be back on I suppose for you guys, it'll drop on Thursday. Yeah. Because yep. we'll be recording on Wednesday. So we'll be back on Thursday, and I think we're going to be covering the PFL. We're going to be looking at doing the, the Professional Fighters League. So uh, looking forward to that, guys. Have a great one.
0: Peace.